I'm so excited to be here with you guys. Like Matt said, I've known them forever, and I'm getting old. So I'm going to be, yeah. So it has been a long time, like 15 years or something like that, I think. And I'm six, yeah, awesome. I'm so excited. So I live in Grand Rapids, Michigan right now, but I am from Howard City in, like, Nuego area, so that's how I know these guys. And I go to the Point Church. I know that some of you have come down to our conferences. Some of you are familiar faces. Um, I'm just so excited. So today I'm going to talk about mountains and moving mountains. Um, So that is exciting. But I think that during that last song, um, I always want to have a a reason for why I'm doing something. And so when I was driving up, I just felt like God was like, I just love these people. Like, that's the reason. Like, I just love this body. Um, But then during that that song, when it said, let it echo from this city, I just thought, this is, we're all, like, we're all in the kingdom. And the kingdom impact that you guys, that this body is going to have is, is exponential, and God wants to use you and to take ground, and now's the time. Now's the time to, we're taking ground here, you guys, and that, he's going to use you to do that. Um, so that's what we're talking about, about faith that moves mountains today, um, because that's how we're going to take ground, I think. That's, I think, God's strategy for this season for you guys, and um, I really believe in the abundance of God and that he is our provider and our protector. And we go from mountaintop to mountaintop and victory to victory. And, um, you know, just he has great things for us, right? But, yeah, if you, if you agree or if you, something resonates, just say amen. Or if you're like, what the heck, say what? And then I'll just go back, okay? <laughs> um, so I believe in all those things, and I believe in being blessed, but I think sometimes when we think about faith, what we really think is, it means we have a permagrant on our face, we're smiling all the time, we're hashtag blessed, you know, the highlight reel, everything's great, nothing's wrong, Um, but that's not what faith is, that's not what a walk of faith is. Because to say that you have the victory in something means that you've gone through a battle, there's no, there's no victory without the battle. Like, you don't become the winner of the sporting event if you just went out on the field and no one showed up. You're just a participant. You just ran out on the field. You're not the champion, right? So there has to be some battle there. There has to be some force, right, that we overcome. And that's what we are as people of faith. I've been working out. <laughs> I've been trying to work out lately. And get in the gym. Um, but it's not enough for me to just walk into the gym. Like, I wish that that was enough to build muscles. Because I go in and I just look around. And I feel great being in there, right? I, I made the effort. But then when I actually start lifting the weights and I feel that resistance, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the thing that's actually building the muscle. That's the thing that's actually making me strong is the resistance, right? And so I think um, that, well, okay, I'll use my example first before I go into this. So this is the other thing, too. It's like kites, right? We all know how kites work. Who's flown a kite recently? No one, probably. <laughs> um, but kites need adverse wind to reach their highest height. Like, I can't, 
there's no wind in this. There's no adversity. So if I just, it's just going to fall down. It's not actually going to soar. And that's what our walk of faith is. If there's adversity, because we're, because we're Christians, because we have Jesus, because we have the word, because we have the Holy Spirit, that adversity just causes us to go higher, to soar to our highest potential. Because this kite will literally never reach its potential if it sits here in this calm air with nothing, with no adversity, right? All right, done with that. Amen. Somebody can have that after. (laughs) Donate that to the kids' church afterwards. Um, And I'm guessing that just being in this room and just knowing that we're all people and humans, that there's a lot going on in your lives right now, right? There's, whether that's a ton of good things, whether that's businesses that you want to start or houses that you want to sell or relationships that you want to mend or just things that God has called you to that you're like, oh, I know I'm supposed to do that. I know I'm supposed to start that Bible study. I know I'm supposed to, you know, start that community garden, whatever it is. Or if there's bad things going on that you're stuck in a job that's like you can't stand your boss or your coworkers or your marriage is even just like a little rough right now, right? Or you have kids that aren't saved and walking with the Lord. Whatever those things are, God has called you to victory. He's called you and he wants you to have that mountaintop experience. He wants to see success in your life. Um, But that's going to take faith. But thankfully, the Bible talks all about that we're people of faith and that when those things come, they're only designed to push us up higher, to give us those victories and those successes. All right? Amen? Amen. All right. Okay, I'm going to read a scripture. It's Romans 4.18, but this isn't a Passion Translation. It's a newer one, so people probably don't have it. Um, But it says this, Against all odds, when it looked hopeless, Abraham believed the promise and expected God to fulfill it. He took God at his word, and as a result, he became the father of many nations. God's declaration over him came to pass. Your descendants will be so many that they will be impossible to count. Verse 19, in spite of being nearly 100 years old, like, can you imagine being Abraham? Like, Abraham and Sarah, like, it's well past the time. I don't even know if they're, like, still want to be in the same room with each other. They probably had separate tents. And God's like, you're going to have a baby. Um, So he was old. But despite it being that long, his faith was so strong that it could not be undermined by the fact that he and Sarah were incapable of conceiving a child. He never stopped believing God's promise, for he was made strong in his faith to father a child. And because he was mighty in faith and convinced that God had all the power needed to fulfill his promises, Abraham glorified God. And then you know the rest of the story. He ha- Sarah had a son, and he became the father of many nations. I mean, we are where we are today because of Abraham's faith. Isn't that amazing? Because he believed the, God's promises, and even though there are obstacles in his path, like the biggest obstacle, he just stayed faithful, and he kept believing God. And I think a lot of times in my life, I've just thought, when things get tough, I think, 
oh, am I really called to this? Like maybe, maybe that, that I'm coming up against that pressure, so that means that I'm on the wrong path. You know, and I think God's saying, no, no, stay on that path. You're on the right path, but that pressure is to make you stronger. That pressure is to develop things in you so that you can overcome that adversity so that your foundation is strong, so that when you really get to the end, to that thing that I'm calling you to, it's going to be full and it's going to be beautiful. You know, and I think a lot of times, especially my generation, we just kind of jump off because we're scared of a little bit of that, a little bit of the toughness. But we, we're people of faith and we are called to the toughness. I'm sorry, we are. We're called to it, okay? But the thing is, let me take the pressure off of you a little bit. Um, faith is a gift, right? And Matt, I think, maybe talked about that last week or in the last couple of weeks. Okay. That faith is a gift and Jesus is the perfecter of our faith. So we actually don't have to do anything, okay? We have to do it all, but we don't have to do anything because Jesus gives us the faith. Um, when the Israelites walked around the walls of Jericho, you guys all know that story, right? Does everybody know it? We're going to read it just because cause it's a great story, okay? They agreed with God and the walls fell. That's basically what happened. So Joshua 6, if you want to turn there, I'm just going to pick out a couple of the verses. Joshua 6, 2. Um, it says, And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand with its king and mighty men of valor. That was before Jericho. The walls were still standing when he said that. They actually didn't have anything when the Lord said that to Joshua. He said, see, I've given it to you. But there were walls up. There were obstacles in Joshua's way. And then the Lord in the next verses lays out the plan. He says, you're going to march around the city. Just march around it for six days. And then... So Joshua goes and tells the people all this. And he says, in verse 8, it says, And just as Joshua had commanded the people, the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Lord went forward, blowing the trumpets with the ark of the covenant of the Lord following them. The armed men were walking before the priests who were blowing the trumpets, and the rear guard was walking after the ark. But Joshua commanded the people, You shall not shout or make your voice heard, Neither shall any word go out of your mouth until the day I tell you to shout. Then you shall shout. So we caused the ark of the Lord to circle the city. And then further down in verse 14, And the second day they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. So they did for six days. So they didn't do anything. Can you imagine being the Israelites and just being like, God told me to walk around the city. <laughs> like you feel like you're not actually accomplishing anything. I would imagine that that's kind of what they felt like. But they were obedient. And they just thought, God said it, so I'm going to do it. And then, so they get down, and then it says, And at the seventh time, when the priests had blown the trumpets, Joshua said the, to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Yeah. And so the people shouted, and the trumpets were blown. As soon as the people heard the sound of the trumpet, they shouted the great shout, and the wall fell down flat. So the people went up to the city. I'm like, come on. When I read that, I'm like, how many walls in my life do I need to fall down flat, right? And it's all God's power. It's all God's power. But it's having faith and taking the steps that you, that you know that God is going to come through that makes those walls fall down, right? Christine Kane, do you guys know her? 
she's awesome. You should follow her on Facebook. She's got a lot of good stuff. But she said, when you look to God and his purpose, your limitations become opportunities to see him do the impossible. When you look to God and his purpose, your limitations become opportunities to see him do the impossible. Faith has less to do with what you can do and more to do with who you believe God is and just trusting him. Um, But for whatever reason, he wants us to also participate in that. Like he also wants us to walk around the city. He wants us to lay hands on people. He wants, you know, instead of just like walking by that person and be like, God's going to heal them. He wants us to go and reach out and touch them. Or he wants us to sow our seed in the offering or to give money to people or give our resources to people because he wants to partner with us. And that's where you activate your faith in that, the doing of it. In Mark eleven twenty three, um, we we know this verse really well. And this is like what this whole kind of message is based off of. It says, and I say to you, whoever says to the mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. But verse 22 says, have faith in God. And we don't really read that verse with those verses together a lot, right? Because it seems like a lot to be like, "I, I have to believe, I have to believe, I have to believe. But it's just like, have faith in God. It's not in you, it's not in your strength, it's in God. Have faith in God and say to this mountain, move and it'll be gone. It'll get out of the way, right? Yes, yes it will. I like, what's your name? I forget. Melody. Melody is right, right there with me. Okay. As we put action to our beliefs and when you step out and do the word, that's where God's miracle power will meet you. And that's where it comes every single time. I'm telling you. I, there was like a time when I, right after I was done with school, and I wasn't really working, and I didn't have any money, um, so I was probably driving to the mall. I just remember being in my car. <laughs> I didn't have very good uh, life choices. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but I was driving, and a bill collector called me, and they're like, you owe, like, whatever, however money, much money by the end of the month, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll pay it. Yeah, great, just to get him off the phone, and I started to to drive home and I was just like, oh my gosh, like my mind is just starts to race. And I'm like, I'm going to be in debt forever. I'm not going to be able to pay this bill. I'm going to have to move back home. I'm, you know, in my, I'm just going on and on. I'm spiraling downward and downward. And then all of a sudden the word of God, which is that he is my provider and he's going to meet all my needs. It just kind of crept up. And I just started declaring that I started speaking it out with my mouth. I was like, God, you are my provider and you are not going to let me fail. And I will be provided for. I'm going to be okay. You're going to meet my needs. I just started speaking that out. And when I started speaking that, suddenly my faith started to rise. And I thought, yeah, he is going to do that. He is going to meet my needs. I'm going to be okay. And I was fine. And then by the time I got home, somebody had called me and said, hey, I have this job for you. It's a temp job. It's like, you know, this amount of time. It was basically the exact amount of money that I needed to pay that bill. And I was just like, God, you're so good. Like he's so faithful. When you just start walking in that and activating your faith, he's going to meet you every time. Um, 
Yeah. Amen. Or it's like Noah. Like if you guys have read Hebrews 11, if you haven't, you should, because it just talks all about faith and people doing crazy things. You're just like in the natural, you would look at them and you'd say, that's dumb. Like that's, (laughs) that doesn't make any sense. But God works like that a lot of times, right? Like Noah, literally God told him, go build the boat. But it's like, it's crazy, right? You're like, go build this huge boat in the middle of dry land to fit everybody in. And he just goes and does it. Like, if God told you to do that today, go build a boat in your, in your front yard. It's got to fit everybody in your church. Um, and then I'm going to destroy the earth. You're like, okay, yeah, sure, you know. You might start looking at, like, yachts online, but you're not really going to do it. But he did it. He did that. He just started hammering away because God spoke a word to him. And he knew that what God said was going to come to pass. So when he did that, it says, by his faith, he was saved. By his faith in God, he was saved and his family was saved. All right? The second part of this, and it goes back to what I talked about beginning of you guys taking ground is that um, I think we're called to be Sherpas. And so what a Sherpa is, is when people go to climb the biggest mountains, Mount Everest, they hire these guides that have done it before, that have climbed the mountain before, that know the best routes. Um, they, They pay lots of money for these guys to lead them up the mountain, to lead them to where they want to be. And I think that when we live our lives of faith, and we overcome these mountains in our lives, or we tell that mountain, move, get out of the way, and then it does. When you talk to somebody else about that who's facing that mountain, they suddenly know that they can overcome it. Like you can say, oh, look, this is the way you do this. This is the way you overcome that mountain of your finances. This is the way you overcome that mountain of a bad marriage. Like this is how you do it, and it's possible. With God, it's possible. So we are called to overcome the mountains so we can lead others, right? Like, God's not just focused on you right now. It might seem like it, especially if it's a hard situation. It's like, this is all that there is, like this one problem. But God's like, oh, no, it's a problem. You're going to overcome it. But I want you to help others. I want you to help your neighbors overcome that problem and lead them to me, right? That's what it's all about. Um, I, I, this is an example of this is I um, went to Wales last summer and it was nice. It was great. I, some of you probably, Jordan and Andrew and those guys have come here, so you know. But we went, I went, was going to go for a hike up a mountain. And it's not like a huge, it's not even really a mountain. It's just a big hill. <laughs> And my friends and I agreed that we were going to do it. And um, so we started really early. And my my one mistake was we said, oh, we're going to jog there. It's like a mile, which is not that far. But it was like 7 a.m. We're going to jog to it. Then we're going to go and climb up this hill. And I decided to go with, I was very out of shape. And I decided to go with my friend who had been running like six miles a day and my other friend who's super tall and has like double the stride as, <laughs> as I do. So we like, first of all, we get finally to the 
the hiking spot. And I'm just like, because <sighs> they're getting farther and farther away, and I'm just trying to keep up. So I was already out of breath. It was not great. But then when we got to this, this mountain, um, they had been there before. So they knew the path. They knew the way up. And I think that if I wouldn't have gone with them, like if I had just decided to do that by myself, I probably would have first gotten lost, second just gave up because I probably would have been like, oh, I'm out of breath. There's like a little bit of altitude issues. I just was like, oh, gosh. I remember at one point we're like halfway up and my friend turns around and is like, is everybody all right? And I'm like, <laughs> like bent over. Yeah, I'm great. And like hoping I don't just lose it on the side of this hill. But because they were there with me, we made it up. We made it all the way to the top and around and over, and the view was worth it. It was worth it all to do that and to, to get to that ascent. Like all the pain, all the suffering, it was totally worth it. And they helped me in that. You know, we're not isolated in this walk of faith. We need each other. Um, and we need to be vulnerable with each other too, to say like, yeah, I did do that mountain. Like I was in debt. I was, you know, there in that spot. I, I'm not perfect, you know, and I climbed that mountain and it's super important. Um, so I guess, where do you want to see God come through? Just think about it. Like, I'm sure it's kind of racing through your mind. Or if you, if you haven't thought about it while I've been talking, what does God want you to do that you've been ignoring? Like, who does he want you to reach out to? Or what does he want you to start? Or what relationship does he want you to mend? That seems impossible, right? Because um, he wants to do it. He wants you to conquer it. He wants it to happen starting now, starting today, starting with a phone call after you get out of this meeting. Um, just, just be thinking about that. Because some of those will take time. They'll take the battle. They'll take some adversity. You'll feel the pressure of it. But he is saying it's going to happen. So don't give up. Don't give up. Um, but I think for some of you too, it's, it'll happen instantaneously. And God was speaking to me all weekend. Because like, the clouds were huge this weekend. I don't know if they were up here. But in Grand Rapids... I just kept looking at the sky, and there were these big, huge clouds on the horizon. And I thought, those almost look like mountains. You know, like if you had never seen mountains before, or clouds before, I guess. I mean, you can tell the difference. But on the horizon, those big, billowing clouds, they almost look like mountains. But when you walk up to them, you could walk through them. They would dissipate like that. And I feel like God is saying to you guys specifically that there are some mountains that look like mountains in your life. But when you have the courage to just go at it, it's just going to dissipate. Like you've thought about it for a long time and you've thought, that's a big mountain. It's going to take a lot. I I don't know if I can climb to it. But if you just step out with courage, it's God's going to take care of it. And it's not going to be what you thought it was going to be. Um, so yeah, that's it.